welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded, land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and rising. Today I'm talking to Francesco Crefo at Richella in East Melbourne. Francesco is a passionate advocate of pizza. He describes himself as a pizza chef and not a pizza maker and says that despite the abundance of pizza restaurants in Melbourne, there's still a real lack of knowledge about pizza, their bases, flours, toppings and potential. To this end, he's established his Pizza Academy, where he offers a masterclass and an e-book to share the knowledge gained from growing up and working in pizza restaurants in Catania and Milan before coming to Melbourne. Francesco opened Richella with Bernie Couturier and Joe and Bruno Sarasso, and he happily works there, even on his days off, with his wife and a largely Italian staff. They opened nine weeks before we went into our first lockdown in Melbourne and had to quickly pivot to take away pizza, pasta and salads, which was a godsend for East Melbourne locals and continues to be a popular local hangout. Francesco strongly believes that chefs must cook what their diners want and not what they themselves want to cook. He has four different pizza doughs, including an activated charcoal dough made from coconut shells, and he knows his grains and fermentation processes inside out. And the toppings? Francesco's all about balancing flavours and textures, salty and sweet, so that every bite is absolute deliciousness. There's an impressive offering, but just to give you an idea of the thought that goes into his food, Francesco told me that he even has pineapple on one of his pizzas. But not with tomato, ham and cheese, because pineapple and tomato is not correct. <laughs> Francesco's smoky ananas has smoked and charred fresh pineapple, field latte, 24-month age prosciutto, stracciatella, vincotto glaze and cracked pepper. Francesco gave me a tour of the restaurant before we sat down in the beautiful East Melbourne room filled with archival photos of the area in the early days and overlooking the lush Fitzroy Gardens. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm here to have a chat to Francesco. See, si, okay. We'll let him know. Thank Just you. Just give me one. Hello. Good, how are you? Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Of course. I just I'll sit give back you, here. I'll give you two of yeah. the rest. Of sure. The rest? Sure. Are all the staff Italian? Uh, almost. <laughs> I love almost. it. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I love it. I love it. I feel at home. Yeah. No, so you nice. saw the gelato cut? Yes. Yeah. Retail. Yeah. Believe it or not, we, we did this. We opened without touching. We popped COVID. Oh, <laughs> so wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we have panini, salad, and then 
all the past few we met, uh, we met because uh, the hero, the oven. Yes. Which is my home. <laughs> this first room. Second room. Room so we can separate and look like okay. functions. We do a lot of functions. Yeah. So we can close the two separate, open and close that one and have a big one with private bar. Beautiful. And we try to separate so we we could close it. Yeah. As, as busy we would be. Now we're always busy about Oh gosh, another room. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, it's huge. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. That's yeah, huge. That's huge. So how many yeah. covers can you? Two fifty. Yeah. Wow. Now this one we really pride this room. Yeah. Because uh, the his historical uh, group of his Melbourne donated us this uh, uh, these pictures. Ah. And uh, they never had like anyone public to put ah. the, 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 the pictures. So they donated us. We, we framed. We put in this room. And now uh, we named this room the East Melbourne Room. That's you know, beautiful. To say thanks. We launched it. We had a, like a buffet with everyone in East Melbourne, very influential people from East Melbourne. And what a view as well, looking yeah. out onto all that lush green. It's this lovely, isn't is it? This is what I love. It's a 1860 Melbourne map. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what was that originally? What was the first building here? Um, from my memory, it was the Mercy Hospital. Oh, okay. Oh, it was a hospital then as mm. well, yeah. Mm. Wow. Before the Mercy Hospital, I don't know. We should be there somewhere in the pictures. Look at all the chimneys. Yeah. <laughs> and the ships up the river. That's amazing, isn't it? What a great map. It's unbelievable. But they've already, you can already see yeah. all the trees that have removed already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So, I'm very happy with this restaurant. How long have you been here? Three years. Okay, gosh, you've done a lot in three years. Nine weeks before COVID. Oh, wow, okay. That was a shock. Yeah. yeah. So, you started doing takeaways, I guess, did you? Other way. Yeah, yeah. And picnics. <laughs> when people were allowed to have picnics. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, picnic, we have been lucky because of the park. Yes. So, we actually, when uh, they announced straight away, we came up with a like, picnic box. Yeah. Small, big. And uh, you know, take away Avril spritz and uh, take away cans of drinks, cocktails. Yeah, so yeah. Lucky. And then you yeah. know, pizza and pasta. It's easy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Lovely. Well, where would you like to sit? Where's where you eat? Where, where you tell me? The music, the background will be a problem. It's a bit loud here, maybe. Then you can Coffee. I guess you already had a lot of coffee. Um, I think I had the head with I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 So where were you before here? I had my restaurants. Doncaster, Templestow, um, Dromana. Oh. So I had uh, the restaurant 095 in Doncaster Road. Okay. That was my first business in Australia. And um, after that, we opened 
Express Pizza Bar in Temple Store for takeaway. Uh, the reason we opened that shop is because uh, in 2016, uh, one of the pizza chefs, there was also a partner, uh, won the best pizza in the world. So we couldn't keep up with the takeaway and yeah. the restaurant. So mm -hmm. we decided to, in the same area, to have a takeaway shop just for takeaway. Uh, and that was before Uber oh. and Menolok came into the area and then destroyed yeah, all right. the restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so we had Express, we tried in queue, opening like a new concept, a new style of pizza, uh, which didn't work much. Uh, six slices. Oh, okay. It, is that what you mean by a new style? It or? was a new style. Yeah. I will explain you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you recording? Yeah, I am. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there to repeat everything. Uh, then we opened a gelato shop in Doncaster, next to the pizza shop, the original pizza shop. Then uh, we opened one in Dromana, where we combined everything in a big restaurant. And then after that, there was four years with the same uh, partners. Uh, you know, we started, we were very young, uh, grow up, made mistakes. Uh, uh, we learned a lot. So after four years, I think everyone wanted to go on his own way. Yeah. You know? Oh, Jane, you should get some sweetness or anything? No, I You're think all good. you. Right, no worries. And, uh, uh, you know, it was not, was not the same. Uh, we were going a, in a different direction. Mm. Um, in my life, I was, well, I always left one restaurant, a pizzeria, because I had nothing to learn and I always wanted something bigger. Mm. Always. Mm. And when every time I got into something bigger, I said, oh my God, I knew it. Why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, then you learn, you say, oh, and I'm here, I have to make it work. Yeah. Uh, but they really had not that, uh, that uh, 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 way to improve. And, like, it was everything there, and I decided to move on. Mm. Did a bit of consulting for one year. Uh, in the meantime, I, uh, all, one of my old customers... Um, he was in uh, food and beverage as well. Uh, quick service, different from me. That was me, very artisan. Uh, was moving on from a, a company that had seventy-four stores, and he goes, oh, "Let's let's some somebody together." So that's Rochella was born. Ah. Yeah, but yeah. before we got here, we we analyzed seventeen other stores. Yes. Okay. Before getting into this one here in East Melbourne. It, it's sort of interesting because you've really been all over the city and down to the peninsula. It must be hard to work out. How do you go about deciding on a location? There's a lot of points yeah. <clears throat> like we have to uh, analyse. Like from a business perspective, we analyse like how many people, the demographic. Uh, like talking about the demographic, we, we decide which concept we want to do. Yeah. So... We decide the menu, we decide the, you know, the price range. And from there, then we decide, okay, we need this demographic. Is this demographic here in this area? Yes, no. Then the first yeah. tick. And then you, you keep ticking all the lists. So how many people around? Is a, a breakfast, a lunch, and dinner? Um, like sometime we had to you know, sit in front of the, the door of the store that we were looking and count how many people walk past mm -mm. you know to have an idea uh, okay how many tickets we can sell during these hours and when we have an idea of like how many tickets and you know, what would be the spending 
between you know breakfast lunch and dinner which is different spending mm. then you can say okay that's what we think we're gonna make and then uh, you work out like the rostering uh, the space so if the rostering like an example you have one big room of 200 seats you need minimum five six people but when you break down like this one in Rochella in four rooms of 50 you know that okay worst case we can open one room of 50 mm. and having one person so you have but all of a sudden you have a, a skeleton mm-hmm. rostering you know mm. and from there you just uh, you know analyze the price the cost and uh, if there is profit and yeah so in in uh, you know in my experience i work with really artisan i really i had my businesses so when you have your businesses you realize okay it can be very fancy and trendy mm but has to be profitable. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't be here, I can't open the door, and I can't show the people what I can do. Yeah. You know, so, and, you know, but, but most of the time, chefs, and I'm a chef for, like, all my life, mm. it's it's hard, mm. because there's a lot of ego, yeah. there's a lot of, uh, uh, but I cook very well, people will come here, you know, and uh, maybe in the past, I don't know, but these days, it takes a lot, not just cooking. It takes a lot to bring people here mm. to get uh, uh, people to know you. Mm. So you have to manage the marketing. You have to uh, manage the, the service so people can stay. Because I mean, I can make the best bits in the world, but people come and in, in, uh, and the service is not good. Mm. They're not gonna come back. That's you know? right. And I think more and more. I mean, people, especially Melbournians, certain Melbournians. Like the flash and fancy, you know, for that special occasion or to go and to try out the new place or whatever. But I think once a month, once every three months. Sure, and I, but I think what oh, I'm speaking probably for myself, but I think it's nice to have somewhere where you can go and you know the people and you know what to expect and and Correct. even be um, recognised and feel like you're part of something. And I think um, because it's such a busy world as well, especially in the city, it's nice to have somewhere that's perhaps more of a local. So I can see, I see what you're saying, yeah. Look, we've been actually, you mentioned local and we really, really focus on local. Mm. In actual fact, here we know almost all the locals and we've been here three years, which two were in... Uh, <laughs> but actually, it worked very well for us because the restrictions said, oh, you, you can't travel more than whatever, whatever three, four kilometers, I can't yeah. remember now. Five kilometers, yeah. yeah? <laughs> five kilometers, yeah. Uh, so people had to shop local yeah so they got to know us very quickly because uh that was the only option for coffee and pizza mm. so they actually worked for us but on the other side we've been here every day me and my partners so there is joe in the morning on, on the floor there is bruno every night on the floor there is me always behind the pizza or in the kitchen mm. so we're here every day and uh for us this is our uh, our life mm. it's not a job mm. Like, I come here to to enjoy. Like, this morning, I, it was my day off. My wife was here, kids at school. I could stay home in front of the computer. 10 o'clock, I said, oh, you know what? If I have to stay home by myself, I'd rather go to the restaurant. And, <laughs> you know, I spend a lot of time here because yeah. I love it. Is it, can, is it open seven days? Seven days, yeah, yeah we're never close. So I came here, but by the time I, I, I stepped in, in, in the restaurant this morning, uh, four, four customers, local, uh, stopped me. Oh, what are you doing both here, uh, husband and wife? <laughs> and the guys end the laugh. And they go, oh, you know, blah, blah, you tell the stories. And 
I love it. Yeah. You know? That's great. But I come from a, a, like an OSPO family. Like my father always had restaurants. So you're from the south of Italy? Yes, Sicily. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm from Sicily. Catania. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. From Catania. So my father always had restaurants. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much, you know, to, to, to see my father, we had to go to the restaurant. Yeah. You know, because he was every day there. Even more than, than now. Like now we, we, we take time for ourselves, but back then they just knew it work. Um, so me and my sisters, and my father, even if uh, he didn't want me to, to get into hospitality because he knew it how, you know, how tough it is, he told me, look, whatever you decide, it's your life. As long, whatever job you do, you do it well, with passion, you do your research, you do your study, and you put all yourself in one. Hmm. Because if you do that, you're almost sure that you can achieve good things. Hmm. You know, I always take in my, mind, in my mind this, you know, it's how was, whatever I wanted to do, I, I said, okay, if I do something, like my father taught me, I have to do it like, very well. Hmm. And I did it. Like, uh, 14 years old, I was a, a, a delivery driver for, for a pizza shop. By 16, I was behind the pizza oven. By 17, I left school and uh, went full time in pizza. Mm. A Sicilian pizza is different yeah, to other yeah, pizzas? Yeah. yeah, I can tell a different style yeah. now. Uh, then 18, 19, in a restaurant, I, got, I met my wife. She was on the floor, I was yeah. on the pizza. <laughs> Uh, she she were 18 like like me and she were already four years in uh, in hospitality mm. and you know even even herself all her life in hospitality amazing you know what i mean said so we always been in hospitality then we moved to milan uh, because my father opened a restaurant in milan mm. so he called me guys come and help me um in in two three years we were already famous for pizza in in, in Milan for this uh, for this pizzeria. Uh, I then got into something bigger. Like I spent really a lot of times in pizza, but also studying and researching why this pizza come like this. Mm. What about if I change this flour and this flour? Mm. And uh, back then they were like just a few pizza makers, they were into research something new, like the, the pioneers of, let's change the formula of the pizza. And already back then, I used to buy books, going to the, uh, to the shows, you know, I was really into like learning more. Then I got into this uh, association called La Federazione Italiana Pizzaioli, uh, which they had also a school to teach other pizza makers uh, to get their master, to like uh, master some new style, or people to, to start from scratch and becoming a pizza maker. So I've become a, a, like a, an instructor for them, uh, taught a lot of pizza makers, and that taught me like that you can have different people in front of you, and you have to explain. So you will have to make it easy, step by step, to pass it on the same passion, but also the knowledge um, then I met a guy from Melbourne, big name. Uh, I don't know if I can tell the name. I'll tell then you decide. <laughs> so it's uh, from Grady Johnny oh. at the Pizza World uh, Championship. He met me and he goes, oh, you have to come with me in uh, Melbourne. Uh, wow. I'm about to explode. I'm going to open this, this and that. So yeah. you'll be in charge of the pizza. 
So I came in Melbourne with all the family, moved with two kids. What a big move. Yeah, very big move. Especially and in, in Milan, the I family. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, in Milan back then, after five years, I already had a name, like yeah. well-known in the pizza game. Uh, I had my, 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 my skill, my experience, even if I was 25 years old, but I was one of the kids that, oh, that kid is very smart, like straight away got into like mm. knowledge and skill. But again, bigger challenge. I guess, okay, there you go. I need to do this challenge, <laughs> take this challenge. So I came in Melbourne, worked for Johnny. I was not really happy because there was no more much creativity. Uh, big numbers. Mm. I learned a lot of process because Melbourne is really process focused in the mm. kitchen. Okay. In Italy, they are more. I think more, not more creativity, but because we had a lot of labor, the, the labor is different, the cost of the labor is different. So in Italy, we don't care much, or much is the labor, because you can have a lot of skilled people, and they share the jobs, which here, yeah, you have to be very careful mm. with the labor. So you reduce the labor, and you have more process into. And um, I was not happy, I thought, you know what, I really want to do something by myself. Um, I had a few people that in Doncaster that want to do something. Um, they were just builders, uh, developers. So I go, okay, you know what, let's do a deal. You help me and I help you. And we started 095 in 2015. And that was very, very successful straight mm. away. After three years, as I said, with, with the award and the television, the magazine, and we were really very famous, like very well-known pizzeria and pizza makers. Mm. So I've been very lucky since the start because in three, four, five years, I knew it all the Italian community, mm. all the Italian restaurateurs. Wow. You know, very, very lucky. Yeah. With Rochella, I think I took it to another level because, you know, you can see the, the, the quality, the, the, the fit out. And, mm. uh, uh, we have a big kitchen, we do big numbers, we do functions, we do the foodie crowd. Uh, other level and this is what like this is my strength the yeah. restaurant yeah yeah but like back then when uh, I was a gradient I saw there's something was missing in uh, in uh, in the market for pizza and I opened 095 and I was right in the last few years I think there is a uh, another need for the market which is the the knowledge in pizza mm. we got stuck into only one style of pizza and I see people opening pizzeria every week mm. and they're just all the same. Like maybe they had pizza in some other pizza shop, they loved it. They see on YouTube the recipe, very easy. They find a pizza maker, oh, let's do this Napolitano style. Yeah. It's very trendy. Yeah. But they don't know why they're doing it, which flour to use, or if they change the flour, what happens. Is it really the right style for the demographic that you have? Mm. Because you know you can have a Napolitana style, which is the style is very soft, but people here say soggy. Mm. So depending the demographic that you have, they might not like it. They mm. might prefer a Romana style, which is thin and crunchier. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you really need to study. It's not what you like. Is 
okay, I open a restaurant, this is the demographic, I'm gonna sell this pizza because that's what they like. Mm. Which I took all the style and uh, I offer in my restaurant all of them. So I make everyone happy. Right. So I got uh, four different pizza dough. Goodness. I got the normal sourdough with double zero, big crust, more Napolitana style. Uh, I got the Romana style, very thin uh, and very crunchy. So and it holds, if you holds hold, it, holds, it, holds, it, holds it, up, it doesn't? Yeah, it holds up. <laughs> you don't have to fold it over. <laughs> no, no, you can't fold it over. <laughs> and uh, there is also, uh, we make that one with ancient grain whole meal, mm. which I can talk about it. Mm. Uh, we have uh, the black charcoal, so oh. like pizza sourdough with inside black charcoal. That mm. We did it for special and went crazy. So people really want it. Then we have the gluten-free, which have been specialized for the last 10 years because my wife is celiac. Mm. And then we got the special of the month where we play a lot on creating pizza dough with different grains. So different origin. Uh, we play with different fermentation. Mm. So once we did a, a pizza dough with uh, uh, water fermented from capsicum, Oh, goodness. So not yeast, just the fermentation of the water, of the fruit. <laughs> so, How do you come up with it? <laughs> so that's the thing. I want to put the knowledge out yeah. there and say, okay, pizza is not just a pizza. Mm. First of all, there are different pizza styles. Mm. All these, you know, videos out there on YouTube, like, oh, now we use the sourdough, or we use the biga, which is a pre-fermented dough. Or we have a big crust. If yeah. you have a big crust, the pizza is good. Okay. If you use a lot of water, the pizza is good. Mm. Don't use too much yeast, otherwise the pizza is not good. It's not true. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, mm. about the yeast. The baker makes the bread in three, four hours full of bread. Mm. I've never seen anyone go sick from bread. Mm. <laughs> so what's the difference in pizza if they put more yeast? Yeah. Uh, the bigger, the, 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 the sourdough starter. They have a pH, you know, it's a microorganism that you need to control, you need to feed, you know, you need to, to always have the same pH, otherwise it can be very dangerous actually for you mm. if the pH goes to above the 5 pH, 6 pH. Mm. So people go just for trend or they really know what, what, what they're doing. And don't make me wrong, I mean, I see many pizza, pizza places, they're busy and good for them uh, but do they really know what they're doing mm. like if they change the recipe or they change the flour can they make the same product and at home they see a video and uh, they say oh use this but then use that in the other video mm. do they know the difference no that's why I came up with uh, my pizza academy mm. which is my website where I teach people they can have a consulting one by one on one they can have a, a master class just for fun like a birthday mm. um, and I do I do a lot of pizza master class here at, at the restaurant so I can pass it on this knowledge and say hey guys look pizza is something serious yeah it's not just flour mm. because flour okay which flour zero double zero whole meal henching grain which grain what about this idea of proving for a certain length of time? How does that fit into what you do? You know, like 48 hours, someone told me. That's another thing that I hate about. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's not true because 
not, we're not going too, techn uh, too technical. The flour has a different strength. Mm. Different strength meaning different proteins. Mm. The more proteins, the more strong is the flour. Stronger is the flour, the more water needs and the more time needs to prove. Because you gotta give the time inside micro micrologic like to give the time to make easy to di to digest those proteins if i use a strong flour and i give in two hours you can't digest it yes it's not for the yeast yeah. it's because the protein yeah right. too many protein yeah if i give you a very weak flour in two three hours we'll be fine mm. i say you know what I mean? Yeah. So you need to have a balance. What is the difference is that the weak, weak flour doesn't have a lot of proteins, which is gluten, mm. okay? Which means that after 10 hours, you can't use it anymore. Uh, it will yeah. be very weak. So when you stretch it for us, and we stretch a lot of pizzas and very, very firm, it will break it. Yeah. On the other side, if you use a strong flour, you don't give the enough time will be very hard to stretch because it's too tight, too, mm. uh, you know, the gluten is too strong. Mm. So we need to find a balancer, of course, depending on how much time I have yeah. ahead for service, uh, the space that I have in cool room. If I have to make a strong flour four days in advance for a week cycle, I've got to have a lot of space in, uh, in the cool room because I always have to think in advance, three, yeah. four days in advance. Yeah. If I don't have a lot of space, I'll go for a week or for a medium week, mm. which I can give at 24 hours. Mm. Or if I don't have space at all, I can go for the morning pizza dough for the night. Mm. The difference is that with the fermentation, so the longer you let, you let fermented, he create a, a little bit more flavor okay. inside. That sourdough, let's call it flavor in, mm. okay? But there is nothing uh, uh, not correct. Sure. It's just meaning of how you manage. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like these days where they say, oh, high hydration. You know, people say, oh, how much hydration do you use? Because I use 80, 90% of water. <laughs> okay. That means there is easy to digest just because the amount of water? No. Because the amount of water you're putting needs then needs the time to evaporate and if you cook in a napoletana style which it cooks in 90 seconds will not have time to evaporate means meaning that stays inside the dough meaning is that it will be very uh very wet pizza yeah you know what i mean so high hydration water for example it, it, it is suitable for uh anyone that pub bake or anyone they use like a pub bake base mm. or cook for two three times or a lower temperature, which stay longer. It needs more water. You know, it's, it's a lot of technical things that yeah. I can go for hours, <laughs> really hours. Yeah. And so, what about toppings? Do you are you strict about toppings as well? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. In fact, in my menu, you can see a pineapple pizza. Uh, oh, I did okay. read that somewhere. Okay. Oh no, was it on your Instagram? You made oh, no, a comment Instagram. about pineapple pizza. I don't like pineapple on pizza. And that's what you don't like, <laughs> yeah? And look, uh, I have to be open-minded because uh, it's, a, it's an art. I yeah. mean, you are a chef. You can't have restrictions. No, that's right. I can't be about what you want. <laughs> that's right. So we have pineapple, but my way, 
And I'm, I'm not the only one. In Italy, in Italy, not Italian in Melbourne, in Italy, there are already famous pizza chefs that they, they're implementing the, the, the pineapple in their menu. Of course, they put the twist, you know what I mean? So like my twist here is we get the, the pineapple, the yellow one, which is very sweet. We roast in the oven, mm. so completely roasted outside, very juicy inside. We cut in slice. We, we take all the juice from the pineapple. Uh, we mix with uh, liquid smoke and we let them marinate for a few days. Wow. So we have that you know, sweetness, but also smoky yeah. taste. Then white base with cheese. And then after uh, cooking, we, co- we top with uh, prosciutto, San Daniele. So a little bit of saltiness. And uh, stracciatella cheese that you know, gives a little balance between the sweet and, uh, and the saltiness. And then a reduction of balsamic and uh, smoky liquid mm. on top. Black pepper. And you have a good balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I say, okay, I'm a chef. I will, I will be creative. I'm not <laughs> going to put the tomato and cheese, ham and pineapple. Also, because for me, it's not correct. Yes. You can't have the tomato <laughs> and the pineapple because you're putting two things that don't go together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all right, all no right. restriction. Mm. What about things like pumpkin? We use pumpkin. So we um, uh, steam the pumpkin. In, we wrap the pumpkin with uh, you know a few herbs and black pepper, and then we make a cream, and we use it as a spread in the pizza. Oh. Then with rocket, pine nuts, oh, goat delicious. cheese. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Pancetta. Mm. Delicious. So would you do you still eat a lot of pizza? Every day. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, but I eat pizza every day. Yeah. Sometimes, even if I don't eat a, a full pizza because I had my meal, but then during the shift, I see some pizza and I go, oh my God, I love the pizza. You know what? Make one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. Yeah. And uh, it is important for me that I have to be excited, still excited yes. every pizza I take it out. Yeah. Otherwise, my belief is that pizza dough is not good. Put it away we use a new one yeah so i i need to be excited because i think if i if i get excited then i will have the same reaction from from the customer and do you change the menu very often the pizza no menu? all right so the menu we don't change a lot no but we do a lot of specials okay now recently we started to as i said before we, we use a lot of different grains like from turon farm in peninsula uh, jason is an amazing guy passionate about grains like can't believe this guy. He's, he's, he's crazy about grains. Mm. Then we got a farm like uh, Woodstock in New South Wales. A lovely family, young family, husband and wife, and uh, I think one or two kids. And they grow their grain like just organic. And they mill. They only have one stone mill. So very small production. Mm. But we also started to introduce different pizza style. Mm. So we did, for example, once... Uh, the double crunch which is from this famous pizza chef in Italy so basically a filled pizza but very crunchy mm. okay we use different fermentation so we can use it a, a pre-fermented bigger pre-fermented polish we can use a sourdough starter we can use fermented water um, um, uh, the last few times we did a padellino style which is from Turin from North Italy so this dough that grow the uh, rice 
into a, a padellino, so like a round tray, and then we steam to give the sponginess, and then we finish in the oven, so it give the crunch outside. So even if it's a small uh, pizza bowl, it will look like thick like this, mm. like big. And then on top, we, we cut in six slices, and on top we put like different toppings. I'll give you two, for example, the last two we did. Uh, the dough, we did steam, fried, and cooked in the oven with saffron. Then, as a topping, we used polenta cream, polenta and cheese cream, ossobuco, slow-cooked ossobuco, polenta chips on top, and uh, gremolada. And uh, we inspired by Milan. Mm. So, ossobuco and polenta. Nice. And saffron. Yeah. Uh, the last one we're doing actually this week is my version of a hot cross bun. Ah. So it's a chocolate uh, padellino style, so very spongy and, uh, and uh, thick. And uh, chocolate dough and topped with mascarpone, uh, candied orange, um, uh, cinnamon, orange, uh, ju orange juice gel, and uh, cacao powder. Mm. So it's my Italian uh, hot cross bun version. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so as I said, we, we, we love to, you know, uh, play around with different fermentation, different style, because that's what happened in Italy. There is no one style. Mm. You know what I mean? So you can create anything you want as long as you have the knowledge and also the creativity to put things together. Yeah. Then there's no limits. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like the chef. Chef has no limits. Yeah. He needs to know and have the knowledge about the raw ingredient. Then the raw ingredient can become anything he wants. And that's what I think I am. I'm a, I'm a pizza chef, not a pizza maker. You know what I mean? I'm a pizza chef because I put a lot of uh, time to research and study. And then I create anything I want. I love that. Thank yeah. you. That's so great. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Francesco Crefo at Richella in East Melbourne. You can check out all the goodness on Instagram at richella.melbourne, that's R-O-C-C-E-L-L-A dot Melbourne, and at Francesco the Pizza Chef, all one word, and on his website, www.mypizzaacademy.com.au. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more stories from other chefs, I'm on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef, and you can read the chat at www.conversationwithachef.com. I would love it if you told a friend about my chats, and of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening, and have a great day.